Welcome to the Music Maker Podcast. This is where we dive deep into the art of music creation, discussing the intricacies of music production, mindset, and the music industry, while connecting you with your favorite artists in order to help you on your own musical journey. I'm your host, Flash89. Let's get into it. Yo, what is up? Welcome to this episode of the Music Maker Podcast. My next guest, he's been one of the most consistent Australian producers that I've known over the years. His records have been given uh, the tick of approval from Diplo, Idris Elba, Fisher, Claude Von Stroke, and Camel Fat, just to name a few. He's collaborated with Dom Dollar with their record Define, which has up to 57 million streams now, which is crazy. And uh, he's collaborated with Tommy Trash as well. We wrote a record together called Body and Soul, which um, was released on Sonny Federo's Solar Toko. Caleb, go freak. Welcome to the show. Hello, hello. Pleasure to be here, mate. It's good to have you, man. Thanks so much for coming on. How have you been? Good. Very good. Very good, mate. We've got beautiful weather now in Sydney and um, yep. been, you know, getting all that health and wellness, all that sun. And um, yeah, the music's going good and feeling good creatively and um, yeah, finishing up a couple of ones for the end of the year and um, can't complain, mate. Very, I'm good. Oh, man, it's good to hear, man. Like, I mean, you've got the hat cranking inside and all. <laughs> yeah, I'll be, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's actually a beautiful day today. It's been magic weather in Sydney. It's been, um, it makes it all worthwhile, like living down near, around near the beach as well. So, good. how do you go, um, how do you go in the winter and stuff over there? Like, is it pretty chilly or? No, that's, it's been, that was probably the best winter we've had in a while, purely because we're going back into drought, which is unfortunate. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Just nice clear skies and um yeah mate it's, it's been good so good bro well um how have you been how's spiel i didn't get to catch you in gold coast yeah no it's all good man it's been it's been a bit of a whirlwind like move, as you can imagine like moving interstate and stuff it takes you a while to get settled but gold coast weather man you just cannot complain like coming from from adelaide weather man which is like you know the winters can get pretty grim and then the winter up here it's not even really a winter you know yeah. so yeah it's good and the funny thing is a music producer you know like where i don't know if you get this but whenever the sun's cranking and it's a cracker day i just want to make a song like <laughs> i don't know what it is like yeah, yeah yeah totally it's definitely inspiring well i guess it makes you feel good anyway it's vitamin d so like it's, yeah you feel happier and um yeah it's everyone you can just see it in everyone's vibe like when mm. the sun's vibing. but um i mean yeah you've done um a couple of moves like that hey you went to I did, yeah, yeah, yeah. So from Adelaide, moved to London, and then um, and that, I mean, the weather over there was a bit different. But I mean, London's such like a, you know, there's so much dance music and opportunity everywhere. Like it's just, it's like everywhere you look, which was really inspiring. Even though the weather might not be as as good as um, Australian weather, you know, you're still very inspired just because there's so many cool gigs and stuff you can check out, and like there's so many quality artists there. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think I'm due for like doing something like that where it's getting yeah. out of my comfort zone a little bit more from you know Sydney. I've been in Sydney for over ten years now. Yeah, around the east as well. But um, yeah, I think when I move out of my place, it's going to be a pretty big difference, like a big change. I think I need it. Like yeah. um, as happy as I am, it's like you probably need to get out of your comfort zone a bit more and experience new cultures and everything. And I haven't done enough of that, unfortunately. So it's definitely oh, that's good. Are you born and raised in Sydney then, or did um, you? Like Wollongong, like the northern suburbs of Wollongong, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, beautiful place. And it's quite close to Sydney, really, like an hour. So I get back down there nearly every week and, yeah, go see yeah. friends and everything. It's good. Well, where are you Where are you now? Because I think um, when I was chatting to you a few months ago, we were talking, we were trying to get, like, our, our next, our second collab cranking and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I think you were in between studios or something. So where yeah, are you? So sort, of sort of, yeah, set up now. We're kind of still in the process of finishing it but it's pretty good it's not too bad but i'm um, just in redfern so um yep. 
Killer. Sort of, yeah, my cousin's got a bit of a pub in Redfern. and um, That's right, yeah. Sort of vacant, sort of a couple of vacant rooms and um, oh, good. sort of around one hour, which is dope. And, man, I've never had a studio. Like, it's probably my biggest regret, not having my own space, which I've got to know. And, like, you mm. know, for so much of my later in the career, I was working from headphones and, like, just jumping in different studios and not really knowing the sound too well. So, yeah, yeah. I, I knew it was going to be a bit of a game changer for me and it, it kind of has been for sure. Wicked, so, yeah. So you're a space where I can just jam at late night and, like. Yeah, are you recording from there right as we speak? Is that the studio there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so just down Redfern, good little spot. If you may, when you're in Sydney, you come through, and it just so happens to be an, above a pub. So, oh man, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know how good that is for creativity. If it's well, good. it can can go hand in hand. I kind of feel like it's kind of like yeah. cool or something like that, where you have a couple of beers and it's kind of you get that yeah going, and you're a bit more adventurous or whatever, or a bit more confident with what you're doing. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, no, it's cool, man, and you're always welcome. When you thanks, man. I would definitely, I'd love to. I, I, I'm trying to do that more. I want to do that more. Like you know, obviously, traditionally, we all kind of collaborate over the internet and stuff, but mm, which does work. Yeah, it's I don't know. Like just being sort of in the studio with someone is a different, completely different atmosphere. Hey, for um, sure, yeah, for sure. And like, I feel like I've gotten it's it's an art that you can never stop getting better at. Like, yeah, okay, and definitely as a create, like as a producer that has been inside the box and been doing my own thing even me and Ross we never really got in the studio together as much we kind of just used to send each other ideas which is kind of cool yeah that, that worked for us but um I'm finding now I'm learning the art of working with other producers and getting the most out of that and um like especially vocalists and yeah man a whole nother ball game but it's it's, oh. it's, good, it's good to it's good to be learning and even just yeah it's, it's sort of um what's it, um I guess harnessing the energy in the room and trying to bring out the best in that no. Yeah, because it can kind of like when you're in the studio with someone, it's almost like uh, going on like a date in a way. Like that's how I put it. Like you know, because you, you you're sort of figuring each other out. You don't know well, like what you're comfortable with. You kind of a bit almost at times a bit. Um, but me personally, like um, self conscious of like you know you don't want to overstep. Like yeah, how yeah, do you yeah. how do you how do you find you go about it when you're collaborating? Well, I person? think I think you always got to know that you're gonna most of the time you're gonna get somewhere. So you got to just keep working towards it, and then sure. you. You're looking to get to that point where both everyone feels it in the room. They're like, oh, there it is. Like, you know, we've got that. We've got that magic. Yeah. Um, mm. uh, sometimes it can be a slug. And I guess, like, to use a relationship as a metaphor, it's like sometimes in a relationship, it can be a bit of a slug and you've got to kind of push through it and just go through these awkward bits. But then when you mm. get there, it's, um, it's all worthwhile. And I think that's, there is an art to that as well. So, but yeah, I mean, I, it's great. And like, I welcome anyone that wants to come in and use, have a session with myself or what, whatever yeah, benny benny miller using the studio too which is cool so yeah i saw you boys been looking up a bit yeah yeah i've i've i realized i need to start being like just surrounded by other producers a bit more which is cool and like having mm -hmm. Benny, he actually moved into my place too so it's nice to be sort of having been around someone that's also like that gets it you know what i mean like i've i think a my a lot of my 20s, I was kind of started hanging with people that weren't so much music people and i guess mm -hmm. um you start to you don't really talk about music as much with them and things like that so like which is good as well like you know when you've spent your whole most of your adulthood absorbed in music so it's nice to sort of have that yeah yeah difference but um yeah no i'm finding it's it's been great like you know just even living with benny and watching we're both sort of showing each other ideas and just getting that froth on i think that's what it's all about like oh 100 man i mean you are in your environment right like i it, i kind of resonate with what you're saying there because like my day job like I, i'm in ultra like music um health right mm. so like 
no one talks about music in hell, like, you know, and totally. it only takes a little conversation of like, oh, I was writing this idea or like I was vibing this track and then it sparks like th ideas in your head that you've never even thought about, I find. So that's awesome. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Well, yeah, it's definitely a big advice for mine is like just, yeah. And I probably didn't make enough effort like to keep catching up with other producer friends and things like that and, you know, life gets in the way. But um, I've definitely realised lately I'm, I'm keen to sort of just keep, keep um yeah pushing that a bit more and making more effort good on you man that's awesome yeah because i can see you You look even talking to you sound a bit more like uh inspired sort of thing i think um like when we spoke um probably i don't know how long ago it was, it was a few months back now and yeah. you were saying that you were sort of having a bit of a period of a bit of a, a funk i don't know what yeah i think it was just sort of i was working full time in an industry which is completely different to music world but also in the same but it's something I'm super passionate about. So I kind of dove into that world a little bit more. And, and like that was with um, horticulture and plants and everything. Yeah, yeah. I quite enjoyed to sort of just go, just be this, uh, like a bit of a sponge in a new in, in a new world, which I kind of was just willing to learn and um, yeah. and quite passionate about still and still love it. But um, I think, yeah, I kind of just, you know, after I think it was like 15 years of making music, I was like, wow, I kind of didn't think I'd ever sort of not be, all in on it but I, I found myself sort of you know dipping my toes in still and working on music and just doing it going at my own pace a little bit but um mm. yeah no now definitely i'm kind of back on uh, i think you just it can, can come and go in waves but i think that was like a definitely a wave where i was like it's okay i knew that i need to get away from it a little bit and miss it and then um you know now i'm sort of back into it and i did miss it a bit like so and i think I'm, the biggest thing i missed is sort of just finishing records i wasn't finishing records and that's when i started to get a bit anxious and and then you know that that sort of played on on it to be quite honest if i'm not sort of finishing stuff or feeling happy about music it plays on me on my mm. happiness a little bit for sure so yeah yeah, yeah. sort of it's a it was a double-edged sword so now i'm back in and you know I've, I've got that creative confidence and um i think that that's uh that's a good place to be and i think that's for me that's success when you sort of you got that you've created confidence and yeah you know you feel confident in what you're doing and you're like you, you feel like a bit of a boss so yeah 100 percent, man because your records are crazy man like and you you you've always like i said in the start you've always been a really consistent producer yeah yeah um, okay. yeah 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 i think using the term consistent probably isn't right because i i wish i'd put like over the last couple of years i wish i put out so much more music always writing always making yeah. music, but like you know yeah I think that's one one of the biggest challenges I've had to face the last couple of years, and my management know it all too well. Is um, just sort of being happy with my records and putting, getting them out, finishing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. Well, well, how long do you do you find like when you're in the studio? Does it take you long? Like with your process, do you find it takes long sometimes, or when like is it when you're on, you're on, or when you're off, you just totally off? Or yeah, I can always get like oh, man, yeah, always. I can always get to that really good place where I'm like, oh, I've got a strong idea here. Like um, that, I can get there pretty quick. You know? mm. I get addicted to it until I get to that moment, and yeah. um, and then it goes into a solving of the puzzle, and you just get like a yeah. little, you get a little bit too obsessed with it. Um, but then when, like recently, I just got there last night. Like I've uh, this idea that I kind of got obsessed with. It wasn't even. It was like it's a bit of a love job. It's a remix for um, Lucy Lucy. Oh yeah. She put out a record and um just independently and i heard the vocal i was like oh just send it to me i need to have a play with this i love her voice so much <clears throat> and we're obviously quite close friends and everything and we love each other so it just made so much sense to have a go with it and 
the initial idea i got there so quick i'm like all right i'm on i let her know <clears throat> there's something good happening here and then and then it's just been two weeks of just all in on it like late nights yeah. and trying to crack that code getting away from it getting back in there trying different paths and like you know i end up always writing about five to ten different versions as probably most people do but um yeah i got there last night and it's such a good feeling to be like all right i finally i, I pushed through it i pushed through it and sometimes you think fuck am i i'm i'm wasting time maybe by going on all these new avenues and trying to because my process isn't so much i don't reference and i think that's one advice i'd like to give um mm, definitely i don't reference enough and i definitely did when i started out making music but and even like guys like Tyron Flitz like called me out on it going, man, you need to kind of know where you're going with your ideas. I'm like, yeah, but like, I also do like that trial and error um, sort of, you know, accident, happy, happy accidents, you know, like just mm. fucking around. I think that's what Go Freak's always kind of been where it's like kind of, that's where it's got that interesting twist to it. So, yeah, 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 yeah. And I do love that process as well of just finding that eureka moment going oh yes there it is there's a bit of gold i was looking for i didn't know where i was going to find it but i found it so yeah interesting yeah, yeah. yeah. but um, it's definitely something i like i think i saw a little run of um questions or things that you might bring up but advice would definitely be continue to um reference people's music and i think i've heard other people say it and i don't practice what i preach but i'm definitely um making more of a conscious effort to to yeah not be afraid to just have a listen to what other people are doing and arrangement things and like it just to bring spark other ideas uh, rather than just trying to dig around for some um, magic well i mean there's an argument to not reference as well like it, it's good to have reference but sometimes you get too caught up and you end up almost like uh paying too much attention to the reference and yeah it's probably a balancing act i think the the, the double-edged sword like the positive for sort of um you know experimenting a lot more is you do come up with more interesting stuff and you know i think that's where that's kind of what the go freak thing is it was always we always wanted to make music that was like complete like bit more different to what we, everyone was sort of playing you know and i think that's what we were that's why we me and russ started originally it was kind of like well we weren't really happy with what clubs were kind of playing at the time um mm. and we didn't want to get we just kind of wanted to spin off from it all and start sort of fresh and that's kind of where we started making that sort of gutter tech sound and gutter tech i think we're doing we're doing quite um i think it was we're, we're coming out of the gates quite electro techno at first yeah um, but it was just it was very like just yes that that acidy sound engineering sort of stuff that was like kind of mm. kind of what we were going for well, just for con just for context quickly because not everyone might know that you're actually you started as a duo with yeah, us totally. well so yeah. because when we well that's how we kind of knew each other because i was playing with mike i think when we first met back ages ago and then you yeah were yeah 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 well i think um we remembered you as rubber teeth definitely we were yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that one uh, i remember we were sort of on the soundcloud days before you know we had releases and stuff like that there was a, right. a handful of homies that was like you know they're all everyone's doing great now but like mm -hmm. i remember Torin, like um definitely remember you on soundcloud like we get a comment from you like yes fuck yeah like <laughs> like that was like a, that was our favorite sort of social media i think at that time soundcloud i think that definitely. was like and i think soundcloud was just there was one of those it was one of those gateways where it just felt like you could just we were excited just to keep putting music out yeah i think um i think there's there's you know i've been looking at other ways of me to be able to put like a bigger output of music out and um mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so that way when you're writing, it's like you're not thinking about labels, you're not thinking about everyone wanting to play my records. I think we when we're going back, we're kind of SoundCloud was one of those things where it's just like this, we can get music out quick and yeah. up and it was like that, that was kind of fun. We're writing for that as, as well as just as much for our own <laughs> sets. Yeah.
But I think I just drifted off from what we were initially talking about. No, no, that's good, bro. I think we were talking about the duo thing, but that's yeah, like... I yeah, yeah. So yeah, Rusty, yeah, Rusty's the man. He's um, how is he these days? He's good. He's good. Yeah, we catch up, we chat every now and then. He's got a little boy, Ali, now. Who's um, he's got to be awesome. uh, definitely over six months. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, he, yeah, he's he's happy, man. He's living down in Wollongong. He's a like psychologist for a high school. And, so um, good. Yeah, he's smart, very smart, and amazing person. I love him. He's good. Um, and I miss him too. I miss the I miss the crazy ideas he used to send me, man. Fuck. I think out of anyone that's ever inspired me in um in music, it's been him. Oh, that's cool, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he was like a lot of the sound engineering stuff that we were doing, man, it was coming from from him. And I anyone that sits and does those, like, you know, we've all we all do it, but the sound engineering stuff, man, that's stuff that people don't really see. Like mm. what goes into understanding all the the you know the plugins and mathematics behind sound engineering and yeah a lot goes into it so you know to to have been able to work with russ and you know mm. we both taught each other a lot but i think for me it was like the sound engineering stuff was fucking one of those things where i was like wow i'm so lucky to have someone like you that's putting in these crazy hours and coming up with these crazy sounds that mm. sometimes couldn't even tame them and like you know <laughs> that, that's what i loved i loved him sending me ideas that were so crazy i'd be like you know what we can make this work like yeah dude because you do have like um the go freak sound is definitely that wild i like me i i don't really know how to describe it really or like all the only word that really comes to mind is like i'd say techno but it's not quite that either. yeah yeah like yeah yeah i guess just it's always got that like guts to it I think. yeah definitely really unique it. really unique it's interesting you say sound design because you do really have like really unique sort of um sounds that you use you know yeah totally and i'm actually looking to get back more into that stuff um you know as we as producers we all go on different paths and you start to get influenced by you know what what's working in your sets and you know whatever wherever you're seeking your inspiration from and i think the drums is the biggest thing that's always changed but i think the the vibe of the go freak sort of sound has always sort of been there and whether or not i've been sort of a, a more of a, a song or a radio style thing it's still got that it's still got some twisty elements in there and maybe some more than others but i think that's always got that little interesting sort of i don't know you'd, you'd almost call it like a the way that i'd like to sort of think of it is another extended hook which is not really so yeah it's an, it's an anti-hook it's kind of like something that's like oh what was that like you know it's like mm. it kind of makes you think oh what is what's happening a little bit more where mm. other than that but yeah also hooky as well but um yeah and you know i can i honestly i don't it's hard to describe what go yeah. it as a sound but it's good it's good to not really be fully pigeonholed to something that's like to a genre yeah 100 percent. because you've kind of like you know you you listening to your records you know there's a mix of like uh kind of more song written styles and then there's like real clubby like fucking full-on club like do yeah you, yeah do you, do you try and make the the song stuff and i'm yeah. sort of, I, i'm glad you brought it up but like the i think the biggest thing that changed the writing process and releasing music process was um you know working with dom like yeah after, after working with dom um you know seeing him work and you know how good he was musically and things like that you know even though a lot of his new records except for the recent one isn't that musical now but like he's, mm. he's just so good with it all and i think yeah. that inspired me to go on this this journey of you know trying to um i guess you know write some more musical stuff and more radio formula stuff and um it just kind of did sort of happen naturally but i did go on a bit of a path of learning as well as you know yeah. releasing records which i kind of didn't really was somewhat sort of trying to wing it you know i'm just like a 
producer that hasn't had any musical background and I'm sort of delving into this world, which um, professionals that have been doing it all their life kind of have been, you know, that's what they do. So it was it was important for me to do it though. So I felt like I could have a bit of a grasp on, you know, formulas and structures for music yeah. and working with chords and, you know, the, it just never ends though, does it? When it you never, go no, down a hole of music theory, especially when you're not training, you're just learning yourself and um, it's mm. never ending. But it's exciting. It's, that's why I love music. That's why I love music, man. It's, uh, 100%, man. It's never ending. Um, my, I mean, my background is the same as yours, man. Like, and mo- I reckon most producers that, maybe not most, but a lot of producers that get into it, you know, we start as DJs and they're like, man, this is sick. Let's start making records. And then you've got to like, all right, got to make music now so you, you got to learn to actually yeah like you said you got to learn chords and chord progression yeah. and stuff. Did, so I think did you- first your first sort of steps like you know when you get when you do a remix you've got to figure out like what what notes can work with this you know so that's kind of you got to kind of know those fundamentals and even still sometimes i'm like i play you know that experimental game with with vocals and stuff until i get something and some people just are blessed where they're like, oh, it needs to be these notes. Like, that's why I love working with guys like Mickey Kojak because he could just sit there and do it within something that I would have tried to do for two days. He could have done, he could do it in like yeah. a minute, you know, like, um, yeah, definitely. Uh, it's important to, important to learn all that stuff yourself and but however long it takes you, it's, it's rewarding. It definitely did you, did, so did you have a period where you were like, I'm going to sit down and learn this or is it just, you know, it's just always been ongoing and you get, I think, I think, well, as I said, like define, well, even before define was sort of, I, was, I used to write, try and write nicer music with chords before I kind of started writing music with Russ, to be honest, I was a bit more of a big room producer. I was, yep. um, I was making sort of, at the time it was probably Dutchy house stuff. I think when I was kind of, you know, Afrojack was king and, um, yep. And I was kind of doing, you know, and that and those that stuff had like, you know, breakdowns with chords and stuff. So I was kind of on that cusp of learning it all. But um, mm. but um, I think yeah, after Define, it kind of went. It was one of those things where it was like, yeah, I don't know. We ha- I had kind of had no choice but to dabble down there, and um, yeah, mm. some of them were good. Like I mean, one question was kind of a nice song and. I, I love that song, man. That, yeah. I remember when you sent it to me. I couldn't remix it at the time because I think you asked me to remix. I think it was one question. But yeah, I was like, "Fuck, this is mad!" Like it was such yeah. a nice board program, and the the drop was so cool. Like with yeah. the melody, that was wicked. Yeah, yeah. One of my favorite for, records. For every one of them, there's ten that didn't that haven't worked, and they're just sitting in my laptop or wherever in hard drives that have kind of got forgotten about. But hopefully, never fully forgotten about. Hopefully, uh, yeah. Well, that's interesting to know. So you're saying like because you've got a a lot of strong singles there, man. So you're saying that like it's you know. You, it does take a few attempts, right? Like, is that what you're saying? I like, think in that when it comes to sort of put releasing records that are more songs or like stuff, you know, we're probably being influenced a bit by that streaming Spotify world as well, which is kind of that. Yeah, kind of came cool. through halfway through our career. Yeah, but, um, but yeah, I think. Um, sorry, I just got off track a little bit. I just, um, where was I? That's all good, right? <laughs> what saying. Talking about the singles, like and- oh, singles, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, but yeah, I think that it's a dangerous territory to be in because if it's not really going to be something that might stream well, or you're trying to write in it to try and stream, it's a wrong way to be writing music, I think. And then if, true, you, true. if it's not strong, then it just falls into a bit of a la la land. Like it, it might be good music, but it's not that. You know, like I think now I'm kind of realizing you've got to kind of focus on the the strongest ideas. Don't try and make those six out of tens and eight you know oh yeah okay i'm with you and like so when you're like when you go to write a single do you go i'm going to sit down and write a single or do they just come randomly or yeah they just yeah i guess 
I, I kind of, yeah, that's a good question. It just comes randomly. Um, yeah, yeah. I like to just fool about a lot. And, yeah, I guess the process, I wish I had more of a structured process, to be honest. But, yeah, sometimes it just yes. pops out of nowhere. Most of the stuff that I, I never set out to be like, all right, I'm going to write something that's going to be a bit like this. or Yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, as soon as I finish one idea or, you know, I've got – 15 other ideas sitting there to jump on next and things like that and um there's only so much time in the week but mm. my i don't think i can give the best advice for process and you know writing structure like the way to go about working in the studio i think um you know tommy trash is the best person that i've worked with that has a really really good um strict um way of working which is just churn mm. on them, just keep bumping through them you know and then yeah get to, get to the end of the week and then have a look at everything and Interesting. Of, you know, just pick, you know, get someone else to have a listen to all your demos too, just bounce them all out. And that's another thing I don't do enough of is um, letting other people hear my records. They're all just sitting in Ableton, you know. I need to sort of okay. bounce stuff out. But um, that's another thing, man. You never stop learning. You never stop learning. You know, one one thing can be going really well and you need to kind of focus in on this small as, as much as like mm. these as it might sound where it's just, you know, I remember when we were working a couple of years ago, I, was, I had spreadsheets and shit with all my ideas and, I was so organized, I think. Oh, yeah, you were. I remember I that. that was, I think that was COVID. I used COVID. I was like, damn, this guy's guy is like really put well together. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> and I've, lo I've lost that a little bit, but I'm keen to get back into that. That was good, bro, in the sense that, like, I remember you actually you um, were like, let's collab, and you sent me that, and you gave me, like, a selection of demos, and I was like, okay, I can work this one, this one, and this one. The others, like, you know, it's just what resonated with that. And I try to do that with other people too, actually, if I'm yeah, yeah, good. Yeah. idea. It's a good way to do it, just have a selection oh, yeah. of ideas. Totally, man. And I'm rather yeah. than just like one, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm. Well, like, yeah, once you've got that spreadsheet sitting there and you've got all your notes about it, or like it doesn't have to be a spreadsheet, but just something that's there. Then mm. you can kind of, you could probably just send that link out to people and be like, hey, these are all my stuff I've got going on. These are my thoughts about what I've happening. This is where I'd like it to go. And then that yes. way, you've got things moving in the background. Um, yeah. You don't have as much time to sort of jump on it. And yeah, as you said, you, you, you've given someone options to actually you know like it's like for me now like all my old ideas i'm like oh, well maybe i just sort of look at making like a big sample pack for myself for a while yes. and yep. then maybe i don't know that way that way there's the it feels like all those ideas weren't wasted rather than maybe not trying to push them out as a release but at least i've got them there and if i'm on the fly working i can i like to key label all my stuff anyway and um Great i do offers and everything so if i'm on the fly i can kind of do it but yeah that's spreadsheet man i'll get a Mm. Harness that energy again. No, nah, it's good, man. I need to do more of it. We need. We definitely need to get that collab cranking. Hey, eh? um, definitely, definitely. Hey, what? Let's while we got the while we got the opportunity. Let's um. Let's have a chat about body and soul and how that collab actually came together, which is pretty cool. Totally, totally. Yeah, yeah. You kind of touched on it there. You kind of sent me like an, a a bunch of ideas, and I remember hearing that um that body and soul because you, you sent it to me i think it had it from memory you can remind like you can see it yeah. your memory as well but it had a different beat and bass a drop i think but the, the keys and the vocal were like the same yeah and it had all like the little interesting little hooky stuff yeah that lead uh, the doo -doo 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 -doo. <laughs> yeah well i kind of that's the thing man like i knew that where where it was at was something that i probably wasn't like i'd I didn't think that I could get the drums to the place where I think it could have went. And I think, you know, I think I was, you know, obviously playing a lot of your records and loving your stuff. And I love the way that you've got your, where you have your drums sitting and everything. So for me, it was like this record could go to Flash 89 Town. And 
<laughs> and it did and it was it worked out so well i think when from the first bounce he sent back with that rolling acid line and like yeah and they just connected just worked so well with the vogue and those jackie drums as well like man i fucking love your drums and and um yeah i think that that was probably only like a one or two back and forth i, I feel like that what was, i mean man when hindsight came like it was through from memory it was during covid i'm pretty yeah, sure because i was working in london at the time and um yeah i remember it we were coming to, out of that uh, we we're coming out of the first sort of COVID thing and then yeah that's right yes yeah actually it was well, the there was then. hope that clubs would be sort of pumping again and everything and um i think we ended up getting one of, there was one or two people that got to play it in a random club that was yeah for a little bit and then that was then it kind of yeah i think it was, West so it, was it was a fun time to be releasing club music when there was no clubs happening but uh i know i know i mean it was, cool, it was cool to see a couple of years after like i was like i think like solomon and things yeah like, solomon played it and i was like that's wild man like yeah um, the fact um the fact that like you know someone like solomon who's just like this you know techno tastemaker played it randomly i was like that is cool like, yeah totally totally Man, that's that sometimes like even if it was something like that, like that's all it takes for a release to be a success in my eyes. Like if my music, you know, yeah. do crazy numbers or whatever, that's sweet. But if something like that happens where it's a, it's a, you know, an artist like with that much respect and you know someone that you respect so much likes it or plays it, like that's 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 dope. That's cool. Like, hundred percent. I remember that happened with a EP I put out. Um, I think it was COVID as well on Club Sweat. Hmm. Uh, there's like an acidy one it was actually one that me and russ sort of knocked up a couple of couple of years before releasing and um yeah. called laser light and i don't think anyone else played it ever or like i don't even know if i played it and but then i saw anti into anti you remember you know do you know that name remember him uh this crazy not, light laser light, light shows when we were fest like when i was going to festivals when i was 18. Hmm. anti yeah i think i'm pronouncing it right but anyway i saw a live stream of him playing and i was like that's dope like that's yeah. more than enough. I, like, I'm fucking stoked with that. Like something that's that so I good. Grew up to when I was going to festivals, watching their crazy shows, and then they're, they're slipping one of my tunes into a live stream. It's just little wins like that that I, I still get a kick out of, you know? Oh, man, it's the biggest, like, dopamine hit when, like, you know, you think... Because th th these tracks are made in such humble beginnings, usually. Like, they're just, like, usually, like, obviously, you've got your studio. I've kind of got, like, a bedroom studio here set up decently. Um like it's usually just you having a crack on an afternoon or randomly on the laptop and then to think of like having made that and then it played to like whatever crowd it is there yeah. or even if it's like a small it's just to me it's just like the wildest concept to be able yeah. to do that so for sure 100 percent um yeah that's no, it's that's good man yeah for sure but um so anyway, just for listeners, we're going to yeah, get. Yeah, and then I guess we worked. Program. We didn't work in the studio together. We um, we kind of just yeah sent the pro. I think we sent stems. We, I, I don't mind working with stems because you're not able to, are you? No, I'm logic. logic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I um, I've always preferred to work with um with stems because I don't know. Even though, even if I was on logic and you were on logic, I think it'd still daunt me because like yeah. I know where my shit is and I don't want to change it. Totally, and like. <laughs> I, I like working with audio. Um, yeah. Even my own tracks now, I like to bounce them out as grouped audio. And just yeah. the way it's set, things are set in stone. I can't go down like um, down the rabbit hole of tweaking little things that aren't even important anymore. Like they're not even they're not even re relevant. But you can get stuck in in spending an hour doing something like that. Mm. No one really is even going to notice. Like so, when by me bouncing my own ideas out to stems, like just get them down to like 
five to six stems. Mm-hmm. It's a way to kind of just start getting that arrangement happening without being able to tweak it too much. And yeah, um, interesting. I can always go back into the old project and pull out things if I need to tweak them or do some sound engineering stuff. But I've I've found that it's been helping me a lot more lately. Have you um? So do you do you uh? You said sound engineering, by the way. Do you use how do you go about um your masters? Do you use an engineer or do you just master? Yeah, definitely, definitely. I'd love to just kind of man. I haven't put out a record. Um. God knows how long where I'll just mix it down myself. Like I'd always get someone to master it, but I kind of wouldn't mind just sort of putting one out that's mixed down myself and just get a bit of a yeah. Because we we actually that. started we, we sorry to interrupt you, man, but we we ended up using Wayne to do a yeah Wayne. Yeah, I still uh-huh. I still use Wayne a fair bit. Yeah, he's, okay. he's epic, man. He's oh yeah, epic. Wayne Suture Mastering. Shout out to Suture Mastering. Yeah, I'll I'll be continuing to use him, man. He's he's, oh, awesome. he's yeah, he's such a champ. It's a bang on, but um, it is one of those things where yeah, like. Obviously, as producers, we're we're already pretty good at mixing. Like that's part of the that's the number one thing you do the whole time. Like yeah. you're, you're constantly yeah. mixing elements together. So I'd like to have a bit more, like back myself a little bit more. But I think like I don't know what, what Magical Wayne does down there. I think he's got some crazy good outboard gear. Outboard gear. I think the mastering world is something I just don't know enough about. And, you know, mm. I think just trust the professionals and um, they, they get good results and it's worth supporting as well and spending the money and um not the yeah. as much but um yeah it, it does make a difference actually like you hear them in clubs and they're just like they just really hit and smack but um, yeah i've never had any clue with mastering like it's just kind of what your record is too like if you're doing more of a low lo-fi housing or whatever like mm. something that doesn't need to smack in their big pockets and and you're not going up against these big records that just sound so big in a club like mm. you kind of you probably yeah you can probably get a bit more like a lot of spotify stuff you hear these days that are blowing up or TikTok stuff you're just like what the fuck yeah so under like it just sounds so trashy if you think about it but it works so who cares like yeah yeah 100 percent. maybe it's there's funny. an element of that that is appealing for people like it's not overly true, true. good sounding and it's kind of a bit more like uh mm. a bit more rough around the edges maybe that's appealing yeah you only have to listen to back when we first started i think you know you like you know like all the records that ajax used to play and stuff and i was like blog house and stuff and i'm like wow this stuff sound like i used to it was sounded so epic back in the day and i listened back as a producer i'm like wow it wasn't you know it was pretty rough on the edges like you said you know totally yeah 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 and um but yeah, I mean Ajax Buck, we could we could definitely talk about him for a long time. He definitely he was one of those people that he he had that creative confidence. But also again, he didn't really put out much of his own music because I think he was a perfectionist. But he just knew mm. he, for for to run the label and have he was the master A R. Like he could um oh. he could yeah he was willing to take those risks as well. I remember some of the demos we used to send him, and unfortunately we never got to release a record when he was still with us, but. Uh, man, he was always on the money with his advice. Although you had to decode his advice, it was like he'd send you one sentence, and he'd be like, "What does that even mean?" Like, he <laughs> was always so right. He was like, he was definitely the one that kind of pushed me and Rusty on that tip of um going towards that um sort of I guess that big deep house movement kind of um with yep. Duke Dumont and um like Motez was the champion for Australia and things mm-hmm. like that. You know, obviously not going full club deep house but kind of having those elements where we were kind yeah. of listening to a lot more and we thought he was crazy at first so we we're like what are you talking about man like mm-hmm. deep house. and then it all started unraveling and that was like the thing and it was fucking it was cool that was and it lasted a good couple of years like it was a really cool sound yeah 100 percent. 
Man, yeah. Those the, I remember actually he was I never actually got to meet him, man. I was devastated. Like, you know, that that's probably one of the things that sucks. But I remember he was all he'd always be the one that would reply to my promo emails. Yeah, okay, sick. sick. Like, you know, someone of his status would, you know, because I was, you know, back then I was only like well, I would have been in my early twenties. So, you know, you're always looking up to these guys. Totally. Uh yeah, it was a chance. I think he just he just really put in the, the time and mm. you know, he didn't he didn't care how big you were or if you were a nobody. Yeah. He'd listen, yeah. he'd listen to your records. If you if they came his way, he'd live he'd give it a chance. You know, and even even further, I used to hear stories of him taking all demos and stuff to his Christmas, like to his Christmas family outings where he'd play all the records to his family and stuff like that and be like, What do you think about these? You know, like that's that's how much time he'd give records and um, That's wild. Yeah, and that's where where so much gold come from in Australia as well. He'd, he'd give like he gave me and Russ heaps of confidence to actually have a crack and really give it a go. Like, yeah, yeah. Think, you know, and hats off to anyone in the industry out there that's still doing it. I try to do it as much as possible. Um, yeah, you know, champion young up and coming talent, and let them believe that they can do it. You know, just just keep going because you're you're fucking you're good. You're good. You're gonna yeah. get there. Just keep going. So yeah, definitely, man. Um, otherwise, without guys like Ajax, I'm sure there would have been a lot of people that kind of didn't see the the light at the end of the tunnel. Mm. Hundred percent, man. Um, but yeah, that's cool. Where, um, so where do you see yourself going in the near future? Do you have any plans with like your music at direction or you know well, kind of how you? Yeah, feel like it's funny, man. Like, uh, yeah, I think lately, like last probably a year or two years, I've kind of I've realized a lot about myself and I've become a lot more of a very I just I'm super like got a lot of gratitude lately and um very happy and content and um I think one thing I definitely want to do a bit more of is travel different areas of the world with music and sort of you know get absorb that a bit more um as I said earlier I probably haven't done that enough you know when me and Rusty were doing well when the Go Freak project was kind of um it was getting a lot of attention in america and i think that's where we focused uh, and i used to sort of have that vision for a long time just the states the states the states and okay you know, we went back and forth there a fair bit and did some incredible things over there but i think i missed out on maybe sort of you know manifesting and kind of working towards other areas in the world which um i would have loved to have kind of seen and not too late i'd like to go double over in europe a bit more and mm. um yeah, I think the the goal for me is like, you know, what do I see success if I'm still keep able to travel with music and that'll be enough for me to keep smashing it out, working hard, you know. So Yeah. You know, anything that comes from music's a blessing, but to be able to travel with music, that's that's gotta be one of the best things. But also do it in a way which isn't like just crazy like, you know, try and enjoy it as well. Like you I think um when when you are lucky enough to tour you got to remember to enjoy it because sometimes it can you can feel like work and you kind of like you're doing all these amazing things but you're kind of not really present exactly yeah you're not really present and um definitely gotten gotten um last couple of years i've definitely had a little bit more understanding of myself of who i am and you know right man as weird as it's going to sound but like loving myself and loving being with myself and not weird at all i mean yeah enjoying you know enjoying the, the, you know enjoying life yeah enjoying what's around you good bro i mean yeah like life's too short hey you know like to put so much pressure on it like for sure man even just before we caught up on the zoom call i was just working on an idea before and i couldn't get it i was getting so pissed off and like yeah. you know, 
you know, it just takes you out of it. It shouldn't be like that. It should just be sort of relaxed, you know, sort of it'll come when it comes, right? Yeah, but obviously it's a good idea for you to get, that's why you kind of probably get frustrated because you know it's got, and you just want to get there. So then you can get that feeling of, yes, I, I did that. Yeah. Hey, nice to hear what you've been cooking up. I think you, I remember you hearing you say something that you found your flow. Yeah, like a bit, a lot better. Like I just had a bit of a reset mode, you know, like kind of you were talking about frustration and stuff and I was like, man, I'm, putting too much pressure on this, you know, um, yeah. and I just had to have a bit of a reset and I don't know, I just kind of went back to the drawing board and started, you know, as if the early days when I was in my early 20s, kind of like yeah. going on forums and stuff and just learning different techniques and stuff. And I found like I'm starting to get a bit more of a hang for the new sort of direction I want to go. Yeah, well, I think um, with any funk that you can get in, and it might be with any business or any, you know, creative voyage that you go on, but I think it's always remember what it is that, originally got you to and to go in on it you know like mm. what inspired you originally what and try and get back into being that younger self that you know yes that wasn't doing it for anyone else but you know like obviously doing it for other people but you kind of you just got to harness that young that energy of um why 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 are you doing this what what is it that you mm. know we're trying to remember that that um that purpose that you had for setting out on it and i think that's one thing i'd like to get back with with go freak um, and as I said, I've been exploring avenues of a way to be able to have a bit more output with it. Okay. Um, uh, without, you know, there's, there'll be more to come with it. But um, I've definitely, uh, dude, I got this. So I got a new MacBook Pro, and management were like, just fucking, just bite the bullet, get a new MacBook Pro. It's gonna, it's gonna be a game changing. Yeah. And instantly, I've realised it because, like, what I'm able to do on this now is just just it's unlocked everything again for me you know i was using a mac pro which was so jacked up on so many crazy vsts and it's so full and got mm. so much going on and it, it was slowing me down a little bit as well when when yeah. i was working and there was only so many things i could do like i could only have like two omnisphere vsts up and just like things like that and now with this new laptop man i've started like doing this it's like a mixtape like so i'm, I'm looking at doing it it's going to be an hour long Hmm. But I've started realizing, like, I've just been writing music on the fly, like, just writing full new ideas in a group, and then that's going to be like a record for the for the mixtape. Okay, it might be short. There might be like Ajaxy, a bit more bootleggy type stuff. But like, I've realized that this is a way for me to unlock um, a way of writing and moving, and sort of put myself into an A and R perspective where it's like, would I put it in the mixtape? If no, then just don't worry about it. So I'm starting to write music into the mixtape, which is something i've never been able to do before and i think for me it's like i'm listening to it i'm like these are all really cool ideas and like whether or not i end up going right maybe we just go through and pull out the best ideas from this or keep them in there and then develop them afterwards um i'm still trying to figure out but you know like i've got 45 minutes of probably nearly i'd say about 16 to 20 different original ideas and i'm like this is this is kind of something for me where I'm, I'm getting output, so maybe I need to harness this a little bit more and keep working with this style. And I think that's, you know, I remember Tommy Trash saying to me, he's like, man, if you're not doing at least three ideas a day, then what are you doing, you know? And I think that was so true. Um, really? So three ideas a day, you say, he said? Yeah, I think he even might have said more, but he's fucking crazy. But, like, yeah, just keep moving, keep keep working on these. And by doing this mixtape, I'm finding myself just keep moving and working on ideas. And Interesting. And by not getting stuck on that one idea and where you start fluffing it out too much and you kind of you start losing that creative excitement and maybe overdoing it. I'm keeping things simple. I'm, if it's a good idea, if it's a good hook, if it's cool. And, like, working with, like, it's kind of given me the ability to have no rules again, which is cool. Like, 
Mm. I think, I think um, when you start, when you're writing a record, you start instantly, especially when you're signed to a, a decent sized label, that is in the back of your mind, okay, the label got to like it or the particular people that are going to listen to it from the label have to like it. So yeah, that goes into play and it's probably the not way to, best way to be writing, you know. Yeah, 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 definitely. So wait, just go back a step for a second. Are you, so you're, can you explain how this mix, I'm, when I'm thinking, of, I'm thinking of mix. So you're actually writing a mix tape, so records that are specifically designed to go through this mix tape. Well, they've been written in the mix tape. So right, interesting. I don't know if I can share a screen, but it's just going to be all original music, basically. Like it started with just like using. Like I'll probably do a lot of bootlegging stuff where I'm going to use drums from other people and things like that. But mm. fuck, like I think for me, it's it's exciting. I'm having fun. I'm having so much fun doing it too. Good, That's, That's so good. That is where you do your best work, right? Oh, 100 percent. That's where music should be at. Like it should just be fun, right? Yeah, That's yeah. cool. I'm gonna try and I'm gonna have a crack at doing something similar, <laughs> just yeah. to see. Do it. Have fun, man. Like, um, but also uh, for me, it's going to be like, well, I'm, I'm going to pull all these apart. Yeah. Have individual records and different ideas that I'm DJing as well. So when I'm on tour, I'm playing all these records. I'm testing them out. Mm. Working. This is a good one. This is a good one. Maybe focus on this and develop this as an actual something to release. Hundred percent. Or even yeah, to send some of these DJ tools or whatever you want to call them to homies and like guys like Harry at Odd Mob. He, um, I swear, he's when before he sort of cracked um had some records that sort of started blowing up and everyone was djing i think that was his intentions he was just making um little edits for his sets yeah yeah i think left or right was just a dj tool yeah 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 and then obviously he's handed out to all the homies and then everyone was playing it and then it, i don't know if that's exactly how it happened but from memory that was just i think he said it started as just a dj tool and i think that's the best way to be writing music and um yeah having fun with it definitely having fun with it yeah um but i love sampling as well i love like you know just bringing in just finding those interesting little hooks in something and then trying to flip it and go crazy with it and like some of my favorite things was like i love spending time on who sampled who and going back through old records and just hearing what old school producers were doing what they were doing with samples you know they weren't just fucking using an r&b sample and putting drums over the top of it they were going so deep with it like yeah but you make some of that crazy cool electronic dance music like back bro, you only have to like um look at you know daft punk on who sampled like all their records yeah. like it's crazy totally. Yeah. totally and um so yeah i love that stuff and i've got so much respect for producers that are able to sample in such a unique way and make it their own um mm. You know, I've got respect for all producers that release music, but yeah, when you hear, when you when you see some uh, clever ways of like sampling and finding those cool hooks that you know you wouldn't think would generally work, but it's like, oh, you've just turned something that was almost just a tiny couple of seconds of a record that was, you know, probably didn't get to that much love, and then all of a sudden now it's the full main element and brought full new life into it. Mm. It's such a cool. It's such a cool, um, creative way of writing and making music. Yeah. Um, how did you get into making music? Like, what was your... Me? Uh, how, actually, I want to ask you that as well. <laughs> um, should we ask you the questions, man? Nah. Um, yeah, well, I mean, yeah, we can both answer it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, me personally, I just, um, I went to Parklife. That was my first festival and um, that inspired yeah, me to get into it. Yeah, Adelaide and like fake blood and. I tried to remember the other day where Parklife, whereabouts they had it across Australia because I remember the Sydney one. Obviously, that was fucking insane. But was such was, a good did they have it at every city or like? Yeah, even even little old Adelaide had one man, and it was killer. And um, I don't know, I just became obsessed with like fake blood and Jack Beats and all that oh, stuff. Yeah. And then um, I remember like everyone was DJing, and I 
I don't know. I just felt like there was no diff. I wanted to one up the DJ in a way. And I was like, well, I'll make music. Cause at that stage, not a lot of people were doing it. And I think then there was a huge influx of like guys our age, you know, from those festivals, watching those artists and yeah. 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 And I just sort of jumped in that way. How'd you get into it? Yeah. Um, I think I was making music before I started going to festivals. Yeah. I was, yeah. Um, I kind of, uh, going through school, I was quite good at, you know, art and, yeah, that world. I guess that was probably a way to say that I wasn't good at most <laughs> most subjects at school, but um, I loved art and I loved. Um, so I kind of went that creative path and studied fine arts. And then, um, yeah, when I I think I came across uh, Fruity Loops when I was like sixteen or seventeen, and I was just sequencing beats and music. I was just trying to learn the fucking program, but it wasn't really even making. It was definitely not dance music. Whatever I was making. Hmm. But, um, uh yeah and then after a while i think when i went clubbing and i was kind of already making music on the side i was like oh these things are all yeah the festivals because i was going to festivals before i was clubbing i was like mm. um finding ways to get in there and um yeah obviously that that just you, you got no choice by that stage you're like well this is where it's at dance music yeah. doing this is going to be it and that was all it took man i was addicted to and then the other thing as well for me music production and i've been asked this question before it's like if you could live in any decade what would it be and i think it was the exact one that i just lived because mm. to have a macbook pro like to have the them come through and to be able to you know to be able to have that creative freedom where we had no boundaries on what we could do with music and ableton and you know whatever the program is that we're using i knew in the back of my mind that i was i had no disadvantages you know even though i wasn't from a big family of money or i didn't have you know money to throw around and buy studio gear and everything i knew <clears throat> By having you know just the basics like a computer and the programs and the internet i didn't i was no there was no excuses to what you know there was no oh i haven't got the gear i haven't got this like you've got everything you know if you just do mm. you've got you've got what it takes so for me it was like well i can kind of um i've got no limits here so and also the the fact that you could just stick a pair of headphones on and no matter where you are you're making magic or you're getting lost in that in that trip flow state um Whereas, you know, coming from painting and stuff, you needed that space. You needed to be able to, you couldn't just pull it, pull it open up. And mm. and I think when I was still living at home and I was kind of busting to get out and I was like, I, I was kind of using it as a, as a bit of a, as a bit of a, a way to deal with anxieties of being, I don't know, I was like, it was my scapegoat to go into this world where I was like this creative wonderland where mm. I'd stick these headphones on and there I went, I was away. And I think that was the most appealing thing for me, whereas, um, you know, art, painting and drawing that was kind of yeah it wasn't that much you could i couldn't separate from the world as much so that was super appealing for me and mm. i think when i started working in sydney back and forth i started working as a graphic designer um i was on the train back and forth the commute making music and i think for me that that's the other train yeah i was like this is epic like you know the people mm. sitting next to me have no idea what i'm doing and i'm making some like crazy cool things looks and, like you're doing some crazy crazy wild shit like yeah yeah and then i'd, I'd actually i'd miss my stop sometimes i'd be so in the zone or i'd be like oh my god i fully just missed <laughs> that's like, so good yeah um mm. yeah so definitely it's definitely one thing that i'm grateful for to be to have lived in this sort of generation of macro pros and yeah definitely and also, you know, being able to put DJ and roll up with fucking headphones and a USB now, isn't that just insane? Like, <laughs> yeah, rather than like, you know, records. Like, I, whatever I, I, I was, I was like, you know, yeah. CDs are just, oh God, you can't, like, not to come. Well, I remember those days. It was even easier than records, but still. Yeah, still. 
Um, so we've got it so good these days. It's great. Mate, I remember when, like whenever I'd like rock up to a gig, I always bring a bag with me and, um, you know, they check your bag. There's fucking nothing in it. Like it's yeah. before you yeah, put yeah, your yeah. headphones and a USB. <laughs> yeah, so good. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's cool. Like, I was, And it's crazy. Like I've always been one of those people that have <clears> – <throat> I've got I've got gotten into things I've gotten good at them um feel like I've kind of done it and then I'll kind of move on but music I never really I never really got over it I, and I don't think I ever will get over it. the only thing that's it's my my hearing's probably one thing that'll come into play with age um you know after so much yeah so much music and pounding kick drums in the ears like I can start to start to sort of yeah, I can hear that there's been, you know, my left ear is probably getting a little bit more funky and um, something to be aware of. Um, but it's just crazy to think that I've done so much of it and still love it. And that's, I think that's, that's a testament to music itself. Oh, 100%, man. Our industry. Well, because you said, I noticed when you said before that you kind of like stopped for a bit and then you're like, nah, I love it. Did you have, because this happened to me, like, did you I start asking yourself questions of like, you know, do I want to do this? Like, do I actually enjoy doing it? And it's like, it takes a bit of a step backwards to go, no, I definitely want to do it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, even for those phases, I was still working on music. Like I still like yeah, okay. when, I've, yeah. when I've got free time. Um, that's why I'm never, I'm never a person that's ever bored. I'm never bored because I've got so many cool little hobbies that I love to do. Yeah. And music takes up a lot of it, you know, like mm. laptop on Ableton and all of a sudden it's fucking, it's 12 at night before you even know it you've just been in the zone um yeah 100 so I, I still always love doing it but i think yeah i think uh, for me honestly the biggest thing was probably um just that the the what what for me started to feel like a bit of a uh you're like a bit of a hamster on a running wheel where it's like you know with when especially when you've got like a, a brand or an identity where you're kind of and management, which like to run it by, you know, structured, you know, social media sort of plan and everything like that strategy. I think after a while I was like, just enjoy checking out a little bit. Um, and, you know, and from that I also checked out of being on the gram and things like that and just kind of yeah. started. To, and it was almost like a bit of a weight off my shoulders a little bit as well. <clears throat> hmm. I felt like by I, I lost my you, – you can lose your – your north star a little bit when you're kind of looking at everyone else what everyone else is doing and you kind of start to think that that's what you want to be doing and mm. and you get influenced into things that maybe not might not be true to your soul or what it is that you really want to get out in life or what your vision is whatever that may be or to find your vision sometimes it's hard to even find what your vision is and um, mm. obviously most people will say once you've got it you can you can work towards it and it, it generally can come into to reality so um by how do, you, how do you stay on track how do you do you have like um, i think recently honestly man from just checking out of social media like i don't i don't doom scroll as much anymore like i might yeah. slide in there every now and then but i found myself i was quite bad at it and i um but yeah like for me when i was even when i was younger like i just sort of get these i never really had boundaries on what could be possible with with what i was doing like i'd always be confident to know that if i kept working hard mm. i'd get results so i kind of always aimed high um and you you kind of have to because then that drives you to keep working um and but for for me vision is it's quite a simple one these days like as you know like i said i'm into horticulture and like i have this crazy vision when i'm you know even when i'm retired like 
it's just gonna i'm gonna have a, a dope music studio still and it's just gonna be i'm just gonna be surrounded by plants you know it's obviously <laughs> like to be near the surf somewhere but for yeah. me that sounds like an amazing that sounds like success you know just by yeah, having, yeah. having something like that or yeah obviously traveling and as i said you know i'd like to go see parts of the world which i haven't been before through music so to be able to go to these places and you know you've got to sort of vision yourself there and you know what, what it's going to feel like when you go on to you know i've got a greek background i've never been to greece need to go there so i started you know recently going right well let's let's vision it and let's put a little plan into play so dude so good you're 100 greece is one of my favorite places uh everyone says it to me man everyone says it to me <laughs> you're like, like shut up it's my, my homeland <laughs> I, a greek background. I blame my parents to be honest but i'm like i don't have a greek background i've never been there so yeah it's, it's gonna be one of those things when i get there i'm gonna be like fucking what have i been doing you know like yeah it's, it's, so you, you've got my new vision this is staying here you know like that's what i'm right, right. you've obviously been to europe and stuff before i assume yeah kind of not enough man like yeah yeah i've kind of i was lucky enough to go play a festival in um croatia which is run by americans which was really really cool it was actually yeah. super dope it was um <clears throat> sort of hanging with a lot of different artists and homies and you know became um it became some good friends with a lot of those americans like Ardalan and um guys from walk and yeah. road and even was hanging with claude one stroke and things like that and mm. just to be put in that sort of pocket with them guys was fucking super cool um and bot like i'd hadn't spent heaps of time with bot from cookers and it was like super cool oh to, yeah hanging with him and i'm like man if only you knew how much i used to fucking listen to your music and oh mate crookers i forgot i didn't even mention yeah. them crookers were like it was, it was I, was I think the only thing it's still timeless their stuff man it's like almost like maybe you could beefing up the drums a little bit to fit in that sort of tech house mm. pocket but even still you can play those records and they still bang oh man yeah, it's almost like they're coming full circle again that style i remember yeah. Addy wongo he um He's he's sort of still pumped on the fidgety sound and the jack and jack and yeah. stuff like as much as yeah. he's doing a little bit of everything. But I remember chatting to him and he's still pumped on it and kind of makes sense. Hey, eh? like it's it's fucking cool that electro sort of sound when it's done right. <clears throat> oh man, yeah, oh, yeah. I'll be I'll be stoked if that sound sort of returns. Like yeah, why not, man? Why not? Mm. Anyone can do it. Let's do it. Mm. I um I was diving into some music the other day and I I realized that me and Russ were getting. <clears throat> going through this sort of gutter tech phase and everything <clears throat> he was when he was on the sound engineering pass his path he was kind of really frothing on well frothing on them remember botneck i do yeah they were they would yeah. see some of yeah. the early music man that was yeah like, actually you you um a lot of similarities in your styles definitely definitely well we'd listen to their stuff and we'd be like we'd kind of try and break it down and um mm. go back into the lab and he'd sort of he'd sort of push to sort of regenerate re reproduce some of those sounds and um it's funny recently i got uh, put up an old patch or like an old um, rack that we had and it's like called botneck or whatever and i was like fuck man this it's, it's so cool and like i'm keen to sort of start, start putting some music out that's a little bit more in this pocket that's still kind of got a little class about it but mm. that's kind of why like i'm enjoying doing this mixtape because i can do that now i can slip that in there and i can uh, yeah but i'd also like to sort of um i've been working on maybe launching my own record label as well so. oh yeah killer what yeah. Be, what, you got a name yeah it's going to be named after the first ep on sweated out <clears throat> bump in the night killer man oh yeah i remember that record yeah there, there was a record there's an ep bump in the night ep but that was kind of our first sort of i think that was our first introduction into the industry and um i think that mm. sound was very it sort of was broad on Kind of what we were doing you know it was a bit left field wild but um it had that sort of cool sound engineering stuff and i'd like to sort of go back into pay tribute to that what we what we set out to do and um 
yeah, sort of a way to sort of get some music out without pressure, you know? Like, yeah, I love that, man. I like the name too. Cool. Yeah. I like how it pays homage oh, yeah, to yeah. your starting. Yeah, well, it hit it hit September actually. It was crazy. I was going through, I think I was going through my old feed on. I was going through my feed on Instagram, and I went right back, and I remember seeing the bump in the night art, and I was like, "Fuck, when was this?" I was like, "Oh my god, it was ten years." Wow, September mm. since we sort of um got confirmed with the release and everything, and I was like, "Man, that's that's it. That's 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 pay tribute to that." And that's um because I'd, I'd always wanted to sort of because I've worked at Sweat as at the label. And yeah, I'd always figured in my head I'd like to eventually sort of map out a bit of an idea of having a record label of my own and sort of but now it's just I've realized this would be the way for me to be able to put my own music out and others. Um where it's like I'm not I don't have that ANR cap on where it's like it's gotta be it's gotta be deep, like almost like it's gotta be strong, like a, a single yeah. you know, sweated out's gotten so big where it's like even club sweat, it's like the records that they're releasing are super strong, like big records. So mm um whether or not they might work in your set i don't know it's funny it's funny the whole a and r world and should be a producer and pr- try and put that hat on yourself it's um it's uh it's, you've got to kind of almost get get into a new personality when you're when you're finishing up your own records or when you're writing you kind of got to put your different yourself into different mind states like mm, mm. interesting am I, am I am i making something that's for the, the club the sets or like um am i Am I listening to this for the first time as a as someone else, or you know, am I listening to this for the first time in a nightclub or like at a festival? Like, what you got to put yourself into these different headspaces. Like yeah. That. Otherwise, you just get caught up in that same one, that same headspace, which is hmm. man makes music. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Just get someone getting stuck, lost in Ableton, and getting creative. And um, one thing I've realised, I kind of try and I definitely overproduce too much and. You know, by doing this mixtape thing, and I'm strict to how much I can overproduce. And you know, I saw Benny put out a record on Friday, and he's, you know, he, I think he said it's only got six elements, and it's been one of his best ones in his set. So, um, yeah, learning to, I think, what did what does Kanye West call Rick Rubin a um, <clears throat> a reducer? Mm. Rick Rubin's a reducer. He's not a producer. He's like he he reduces like people like Kanye West ideas, and he strips them back to what's good about them. And um, yeah. Yeah, you know, as much as you've always never stopped learning as a producer, you gotta you gotta learn to how to reduce your shit and keep it simple. Yeah, keep it simple, man. I mean, they're always the best records, hey. But it's it's a skill in itself. It's yeah. like you know when you listen to a record and you're like, man, this is so freaking simple, and it sounds so easy to make, and you sit down and you're like, okay, it's harder than I thought. <laughs> uh, well, that's well for me. That's where I look at guys like Dom, where he's. His, his ideas are obviously fucking insane and but his records are simple but man mm. his stuff just sits in that pocket so like obviously mm. he's a master um, he can mix like a motherfucker like he knows mm. where he wants his shit to sit mm-hmm. so that and that's again that's not so simple is it it's being able to get that relationship between your bass and your, your sound selection and everything yeah like so that's you know that's you can if but that just goes to show if the idea is strong you can get all the and get Get all your foundations sitting in the right pockets. You don't need to have yeah, definitely add it up and clutter it up. Hundred percent. That's stuff that you probably put all the bells and whistles in there because maybe the idea is not that good. So true. So true. Yeah, that's a really good point, man. Hey, um, we're probably approaching. Yeah, it, so I um, yeah, that was fun. We got lost. 
One thing I've wanted to ask you, no, it's good, man. I like getting lost. It's good. Um, uh, before, because you do have such a sound design sound, do you like what, um, what plugins do you typically sort of use? And do you have a top three, um, plugins, I guess? Um, yeah, like for me, the fav- my favorite pro, my favorite plugin to use is probably Omnisphere. I don't know if you've dabbled with it. Not many people have had the. I've heard about it. I've, yeah, I've one of one. when me and Rusty installed them to our computers, it's like a twelve. It was like a twelve disc plugin or something insane like that. I think now you can download it. Um, they've got like Omnisphere two now. You can download, it. but man, that is like that's for me. I realized like if there was going to be one plugin I want to get to learn in in and out, that was the one. Like. Hmm. It's insane. It's real, I can't recommend it anymore. It is a bit more of an expensive tip and everything, but I'm, I've been lucky enough to have had it for a while now, and um, it's really cool. I haven't. I'm only just get setting it up on my new computer now. So um, between that, um, I like using guitar rigs, distortions. Oh, okay. That's yep. I think that's been sort of a bit of a fundamental for the, the gutter tech sound. Just getting all that real twangy, that sort of mm. guitar, like that that amplified sort of um, yep. sounds. It kind of takes it a little bit away from that digital world a little bit um yeah 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 um what else do i like oh i uh, mate to be honest i've been using tantra have you used tantra i haven't released oh any- man tantra is the bomb yeah i haven't released any records with it but it's it's good it's given me a lot more of excitement now and um like i love know, it yeah for sure like i feel like sometimes when i was doing chords and stuff like that they'll a little bit too boring or like now and I'm, I'm using it and I'm just getting lost in it and I'm like, oh, my God, it's just bringing this full bumpy life and energy, which I kind of needed in my sounds, I think, a little bit. Yeah, it just does, it just on, does weird on, shit. Yeah, so I'm having a lot of fun with it. And I think, again, I think um, the best answer to that question would be the records, the, the plugins and stuff that I have the most fun with. And um, the Omnisphere, fun with at the moment. Tantra and guitar, like, you know. Guitar rig, yeah, yeah, I think for yeah. me at the moment, they're, they're so um, good Mm. yeah but i mean yeah i love all the fab filters i love fab filters satin that that's um yeah i mean they're all they're all amazing all, all plugins do great stuff if you understand them but um yeah it's simple stupid and my new laptop it's only got like three or four plugins at the moment which i'm enjoying yeah yeah definitely it's made, me, it's made me work towards having good ideas rather than getting lost in the sound engineering stuff so yeah back into my other laptop which has got all the all the crazy bells and whistles um but i'm loving having this blank canvas of a new laptop which is very minimalized on what i've got on there so it's more about making ideas rather than um getting lost in them yeah 100 man cool well just to finish off i was wondering can you um if you had had to leave anyone with some advice is there anyone you would sort of anything that comes to mind that you'd give maybe someone getting to the scene or even your younger self um yeah i, I guess like I guess I said before, you know, it's always a good idea to be, you know, referencing other people. But learning how to listen as well, I think, is key. Like learning, I think you learn that pretty early on as a producer. Like you'll start to automatically hear things, hear music, and you start breaking it down as a producer and, you know, where it's all sitting, you know, where the kick drum's sitting. Like trying to understand where it's all sitting in that spec- in the spectrum of like hurts and things like that. Where's their clap knocking into and why, why is that sounding good? Why is this working on my... Um, why is this record working so good on my dance floors um and then learning how to um listen with detail and i guess um that was one thing that i definitely when i was starting out i did a lot more of um i actually i used to pull up tommy trash's records when i was starting out when i was talking about i used to make big roomy stuff Mm. 
uh, which was funny because when we started working together, I was like, you know, I just put your records in fully into Ableton and um, yeah. remake the drums and everything. But, but again, yeah, uh, if you want to get lost and make some different, unique shit, just keep experimenting, having fun, mm. just getting lost into having. Yeah, don't don't think about making music with rules. Have, yeah, in having that. Uh, Having that no rules, I think that's one of the best things about music is there is no rules. It's the best thing about art, right? Like fuck the mm. rule, yeah. Just whatever makes it, you're vibing on, um, because I think you know after, in a world where everything's starting to sound quite similar, the people that are making unique stuff that aren't kind of copying each other or doing that same sound are the ones that are going to always pop through. You know? Yeah, definitely, brother. Hundred percent. Yeah. Awesome, bro. Well, bro, yeah. thanks for coming thanks for on the show. On board, man. I'm actually from all this conversation and talking. I'm very pumped, and um, I'll be sending you some bits and bobs. And I'd like you to do the same with me. Yes, hundred uh, percent. We we need to just. I think we just. You know, life gets in the way. We need to sit down and just do that second collab because I'm. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah <laughs> Well, um, yeah, mate, and I think that's. Uh, I think that's the key with collaboration when you when you've got someone that's. You know, work to the strengths and your strengths are the things that I feel like are my weaknesses, my drums. I never feel too overly fucking hyped on my drums, especially when I'm trying to make that more techy housey stuff that's kind of not, hasn't been my forte from day one. So mm. we'd love to work, keep working with guys like you. And um, Oh, mate. Also I'm good advice from other producers out there. Just work with people that aren't necessarily in your world as much, yep. even though yep. we are in similar worlds. But Well, yeah, I know what you mean. But there's strengths and weaknesses with different producers, as you touched on just there. Yeah. You know, your leads and some of your hooks are crazy, man, you know? Yeah, so yeah, yeah see, appreciate that. You know, if you get two dudes that are just sick with drums, you're gonna get stuck. <laughs> exactly. I think that's why me and Russ work so well. Like, you know, he was a crazy sound engineer and I, I enjoyed making shit hooky and working. So yeah. I was able to harness his craziness and um, that's kind of where we met halfway, which was cool. But um I still when I'm making go freak stuff, I still try and harness that Russy crazy energy. Yeah. Love that. It's important for the project. Hundred percent, bro. Well, but, yeah, epic to chat, yeah. bro. Um, I'm sure so we're good. Soon, and congrats with all this. I love this. I love. Um, I've been checking in and listening in, and it's awesome. It's awesome. I love. Yeah, it. thank you, bro. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate you coming on the podcast. Um, for those that are listening, oh, as we sign off though, um, where can people find you? Just on socials and stuff, the usual. Yeah, yeah. Most of so probably. Um, I'm ramping things back up again on socials. I've um but instagram i'm probably i'm pretty chatty on there if you instagram up and yep. i'm always happy to listen to demos and things like that i can shoot my um promo promo email and things like that but um yeah um if i i'll always eventually get back to everyone yeah so instagram um go freak caleb thanks brother thanks for coming on the show man i'm fine up twitter actually fucking someone tweet twitter me. and twitter yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right all right thanks brother thank you for listening to the music maker podcast if you like the show, feel free to share this episode or leave a review. You can also personally reach out to myself on Instagram and let me know your thoughts at Flash89Music.